A distributor of a Vendi universe? Bullshit. <laughs> Games podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape.network. We are back with level 117 Patriot Games Criminal Origins. That intro was so botched and so absolutely terrible. I wrote down a script and I read every other word for that. Um, but that's how we operate here uh, at Geekscape Games. We put a lot of preparation in it and then we just kind of ignore it. Um, I'm your very, very patriotic host this week, Shane O'Hare, and I'm joined with Mr. Canada himself, Derek Cranavell. I mean, I feel like it couldn't really be a more patriotic episode. Like, you're barely in America, and I'm not in America. (laughs) And all of the other Americans are elsewhere and didn't respond to our messages, so... Exactly. (laughs) Basically, like, uh, the United States, uh, you know, global war and terror. We're just out there. I, I don't know what that is. That but I mean, if, well. like, the U.S. Get, gets bombed, like, you're probably okay up there. So, like, it's not a but. You still get to, like, have a stronger dollar than me. And, like, I mean, it's not a bad place to be in, probably. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I'm just speculating. Co- but Come come, but, come, like, and, come, and live here They're not going to target Wasilla, Alaska with the nukes if, like, there's nukes incoming. Like you'll probably be all right, and they're not gonna probably not gonna target Canada because who cares? Nobody lives here. Um, nobody lives here. Hold like, on, hey, hold California, on. you've you've done more damage than you would to Canada. Hold on, uh, map. Can you hear me? We lost Derek again. No, I'm right here. Oh, like yeah. Everything just everything just fell off the face. Of I just stopped talking. Router restarted. Ah. <sighs> Um, no, there's actually um, a, like a first strike military base that is uh, fairly close to me. Okay. So, so we would if they nuked uh, J Bear, um, I would be well within the uh, the the Fallout area, and we'd be Fallout Five, Alaska, Alaska Criminal Origins. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a Fallout game set in Alaska might be cool, though. I don't know. Is there big? cool things in alaska like the fallout games always feature um there was actually um dlc for fallout 3 that took place in anchorage right there was what was that dlc called criminal origins or something wasn't it (laughs) Uh, hold on hold on on. anchorage was that the one with the robot and he was like like the robot that hated communism no that was that was in fallout 4 wasn't it no that was in fallout 3 it was like uh, what was the robot's name? Like Liberty something. Yeah, I thought that. Oh, that's at the that's at the end of like the Fallout Three like main story. No, I think I thought that was in the DLC though. I don't know. Uh, <sighs> I played that like ten years ago. Yeah. So um, and if only they would re-release it on a console I own now in VR. <laughs> Yo, I got an email the other day for twenty five percent off coupon on the. Uh, so did um, I. Paranormal activity. Right? <laughs> Not out on PlayStation VR yet. Otherwise, I probably would have bought it because that was hilarious. <clears throat> uh, for those that the- don't know, so last Comic-Con, uh, they had a really cool like mini VR convention where a bunch of companies that are making certain VR tech like for VR videos and stuff uh, were kind of showing off what they were doing. There was also a booth for... Uh, no, not, not for PlayStation VR. For uh, this company called VR Works who was showing off this... Place, uh, VR game for PlayStation VR, I think HTC Vive and Oculus Rift, and it was mm-hmm. called uh, 
paranormal activity something uh the lost souls and uh, origins <laughs> and uh both so shane myself and uh juan carlos had an opportunity to play it and it was really really quite scary uh really well done actually i was looking forward to playing more of it um and it was supposed to release last year now it looks like it's like an early access thing currently so so it's taking a lot longer to develop i think than they anticipated yeah. um but uh, in any case, there's a great video on the Geekscape TV YouTube channel. Uh, I kind of recorded Shane uh, Shane's experience playing the game, and he freaked the hell out uh, to the point where, um, you know, to the point where, like, where it was a fairly large room, and it was to the point where people stopped what they were doing and left the booths that they were at so they could watch Shane, like, peeing his pants, basically. <laughs> so it was pretty wonderful. Like I remember, I took I took the goggles. It's stuff off. like that that I'm gonna miss this Comic Con because Shane's not gonna be there. Yeah, yeah, this is my first Comic Con I'm missing since 2004. I don't know what I'm gonna do without you. Uh, I, you're not gonna. You're always like here, drink this sidewalk. drink, eat this sandwich, <laughs> get in this car. Like you know, I. Wait, what? What? When do we ever get in a car? I vaguely remember getting in a car. I think it was an Uber or something, but. Oh yeah, when we went to that. Oh god, there's so many random PR companies that just throw these big parties at at Comic Con. It's like, which one are you? Which one are you going to? Which <laughs> one are you at? Um, I think it was the one where Elijah Wood was supposed to be DJing. Do you remember that? Derek, can you hear me? <laughs> oh, oh man, I lost you. one sec. Lost yeah, him. there we go. Okay, we're good. <clears throat> what are you doing over there? Uh, no, I'm here. Me? Yeah. Uh, so I, I realize I'm using Michaela's computer because I don't actually own a computer anymore. And the uh, automatically adjust mic settings was turned on. So I noticed my levels are much lower than yours. No. I've turned that off now. So hopefully okay. that's good. But All uh, right. <clears throat> what were you saying? Um, I forgot. Oh, the the random parties that mm. random PR companies throw there are just so absurd. And everyone's like, oh, did you go to this party? Did you go to that party? Which... Comic-Con is like, it's it's spring break for nerds. Like, we, we got that, that was like our slogan a few years ago, but it's like spring break for nerds and the amount of debauchery that, you know, you get this, you get this really weird clashing of um, worlds. You have the, like, the quote-unquote Hollywood elite. You have, like, all these people that are just full-time PR people. Um, you have, you know, movie stars, content creators. You have all these people that, you know, a very rabid fan base and sub subsect of like you know popular arts culture loves and like reveres these people and then you got a bunch of scumbags like me and you and it's like i mean i'm not a scumbag but (laughs) i mean i associate with you so i can't be too far from (laughs) (laughs) but you have these two groups that just get thrust together in the downtown san diego area for five days and it's it's nuts it's when it's like it's just weird because it's so like it's so hot out and like everything is over capacity all the time and it's like i don't know like those things together don't seem like that much fun but it's pretty fun it is it is last last year was probably the worst comic-con we ever last had. year was last year was not very fun last <laughs> year was really an awful time <laughs> for everybody uh, like, I, like i think i got heat stroke twice yeah yeah. It was bad. And then everyone was and, just upset the whole time. Like it was no This is just turning into a Comic-Con story episode, but those are okay. We we are Comic-Con vets. So this is Patriot Games, the special July 4th edition. <laughs> 
get you got like a veteran's license plate like just for <laughs> for your service what it what it um i'll t- i'll tell you after the podcast a really funny story um <laughs> i'm gonna make a note i'm gonna document this note so uh let's let's actually uh talk about video games um on the number one video game podcast on the geekscape.network derek what's been going on the last uh, like, week not a whole hell of a lot it's been a sh- it's been a slow news week i think uh with the holiday fast approaching a lot of pr companies i think are up in canada as well which is interesting because it's uh really hard to do a lot of this stuff from canada as i've learned over the years but uh how so um Oh, just in terms of like, I don't know, just in terms of trying to write for different places and all that sort of stuff, uh, it becomes a, um, most of the time you just need to be where it's at and that's going to be LA or New York uh, yeah. in most cases. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, and there's actually a really cool, uh, one of the, one of the cool, kind of cool PR companies is actually from Vancouver Island where I'm from. Um, they do some cool stuff. No. Oh. Uh, and they, in any and case, you got a plug. News. You got a plug for them. Do you think they need it? No, no, I don't. Need, no, they're they great. Need, they need the expansive like reach of the Geekscape Games podcast to boost their numbers. No, they're great. Uh, they are actually interesting stories. So typically, when I request a review copy, I write a review for that game. Um, you know, what, what's that? Kind of the way it works. But uh, what what are <laughs> reviews? Review. Uh, but uh anyway so last month i requested a title that i was really excited for that i also kickstarted uh and i was just so excited to play it i was like oh the you know the press the review code will probably come before the um before the kickstarter code will come and then i'll get a chance to play it early uh i in any case i totally forgot about the game and then they actually like emailed me and they're like hey where are you gonna review this and then so i did but uh wow that was a thrilling story I I mean, just coming, like, it's been, I mean, I started writing for Geekscape in 2012, um, and uh, this is the first time, that's the first time, and although it may be the first time I've ever requested a copy where I haven't actually followed up on it, and so maybe that's something that happens regularly, but... What game game uh, was that? I was for Perception. Oh, yeah, 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 you know... Which which we'll talk about in a little bit, but... Yeah, I... um, I remember that that name, and I remember the cover art. I don't yeah. know anything about the game. Yeah, I will. Well, I will tell you. I will tell you about it in a little bit. Or you can go to geekscape.net and uh, read the review. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is uh, the one where like you have to see like and the like blinds. It's like the blind girl, and she uses like echolocation. Yeah. It's about yeah. the it's from the like old Bioshock guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that yeah. game was supposed to be called Anna. No, what what was it like that PT Anna. game? That we that, that came out, or they got, it got announced after PT got canceled. And they're like, "Look at this game." And Al- it- that was called Allison Road, is what that was called. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and it, I don't think is that in the works got- still, or did that get canned as well? Um, I th- I remember that being a Kickstarter. Let's see here, Team Seventeen. In any case, in disappointing gaming news. Oh. Uh, Yo, the, okay. the Twitter yeah, account announced uh, Twitter announced the cancellation on August twenty second. So oh, Allison Road, year, I would assume. Yeah, Allison Road is. I think dead. we we probably talked about it back on the show last year as well. Probably, yeah, because you um, were like really gung ho about that game. Yeah, because we never got PT, and that was the closest thing to it. So it looked pretty. It looked pretty awesome. Like, I think if I ever, I'm, I'm, I'm never ever getting rid of this PlayStation Four just because it has PT on it. 
I thought that they fixed the issue where now you can go back and re-download it. Is that not true? Uh, uh, If so, then I I definitely would not have it because I I traded in my old PS4 and got a slim model. (laughs) So I typed in, can you re-download PT? The first article, yes, you can download Silent Hills PT. Next one, you can't download Silent Hills PT. <laughs> the third one, it's like, you can still download PT update. No, you can't. <laughs> oh, no way. So, story's still out? <laughs> the jury's out. You should delete it and then report back. Dude, I mean, no, no that's the only thing in my life that, that, that I have wor- that's worth cherishing. <laughs> in, y- in your whole life? Yeah, absolutely. My entire life. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hang on to to the playful teaser. Uh, uh, in any case, so in you know not quite as disappointing as PT being canceled and Allison Road being canceled, but one of the things I was most excited for with Far Cry Five was the uh, the co-op uh, functionality in the game. And originally that was set to be, and it may have been miscommunication uh, from a variety of outlets, but originally it was believed that the game would have split screen co-op, which it has been confirmed that it doesn't. And I believe we already knew that, that it would just be online co-op. Um, Do, but in does, any case, um, sorry. sorry for cutting you off, but um, no, it's all good. I think, and let me know if I'm being obtuse, which I, I have a tendency to, to be obtuse often. Um, but, a game like uh, Far Cry, you couldn't, the hardware couldn't do split screen. Well, and that's, I, that was something I thought uh, from the beginning. I was like, that would need to be, like, the game would need to look pretty bad to handle split screen on one console. Unless like, it was for, like, PS4 Pro or Xbox One X only, for instance. That might be able to handle it. But but on the current consoles, you know, I'm sure it'll struggle to hit 30 frames uh, in with one player. So <laughs> a cinematic 15 frames a second, right? It is from Ubisoft. Um, <laughs> but um, anyways, so no, um, in terms perfect of dark, do you remember perfect dark? Uh, yes. What about it? Um, when, when you got the, when you played split screen on the Nintendo 64, if you played four players, it would go down to 10, 10 frames a second. For multiplayer, because the system seriously, just, the system just couldn't handle it. No, I didn't know that. That's yeah. horrible. Uh, wow. Okay, but they, but I mean, how many extra copies did they sell? Because it had four player support. <clears throat> that game sold like game uh, books. Yeah, <sighs> it did. Uh, in any case, so the co-op was then revealed to be online only. But this week, uh, this week word came out that. Yes, a second player will be able to join another person's game, but this that second player will not receive any mission progress. Um, there, so meaning that they'll have to, if they want to actually progress through the game, they'll have to play it by themselves, essentially. Um, which, which, which is, is really annoying because it means you jump into someone else's game, you're playing missions, and not getting any credit for them. So if you jump back into your own game and you haven't passed that section of the game already, you're essentially doing those portions more than once. And we were we were talking in the pre-show um, that uh, when you said that I, I was trying to rack my brain which game did that before and it was really egregious and, and I'm pretty sure it was Fable Two. Um, that was the 361, right? Yes, I don't yes. think so. I think Fable Two was also for the original Xbox. Consult the Book of Knowledge, Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Fable Two. It's the one where you could be like. 
um, the ending was just like push a button. Press F to pay respects. <laughs> no, did you ever beat Fable 2? No, I think I got pretty... I really enjoyed Fable 1, and then I think Fable 2 I played a bunch of and then got pretty bored because it felt like a Fable 1 a lot, didn't it? Am I um, totally wrong? I never played Fable 1, uh, but ah. yeah, Fa- Fable 2, like, you know, I beat it, but the ending was like, you got to the end, like, and there's the bad guy, but he's like an evil wizard, and he's like, all right, right. This, is, this is what you can do. You can choose to save your dog, you can choose to save the planet, or you can choose to save Seriously. your Seriously. Yeah. And Obviously like, the dog wins. Um, Actually, if you don't do anything, like if you just sit there and not push anything, the dog will right. like attack him, and like they both die together. Ah, that's the real so, ending. That's the real ending. Dog, The dog dies at the end. <laughs> which which if there's, there's, if there's any movie that's like, you know, starring a dog... You know the dog's gonna die at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the um, that that's such an absurd restriction that I can't I can't fathom why Ubisoft would would do that. No, like, me neither. Like, like I I can't I can't think why they would be limited to not do that. Like, you just can't carry the bits over. Like the only, I mean, the only thing I could think is like if it's something where, though it doesn't really make sense. Like Borderlands, in the Borderlands games, you could kind of jump in and you would get still get credit for those missions, right? So even yeah. if you weren't, even if you weren't at that point in your own game, you would still get experience and 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 finish those, so you wouldn't have to do them again, I believe, right? Um, unless it was um. Like there was a big like story change like in uh, Borderlands right. Two, um, but no, yeah, you could drop in and drop out, and then when you went back to your single player, um, you know your single player mode, then your progress would would stick. Which I, okay, I, I I don't it I just don't understand why that restriction would be there. It seems so arbitrary. Like with the hashtag hot mess that was Fable Two, like I can understand. <laughs> Like oh we just we're we're so inept we can't do this, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's certainly disappointing. Not that I probably would have played the co-op anyways, but uh, I mean now I'm definitely not going to. You know, if someone's <laughs> like, hey, jump in my game, play a few missions with me, it's gonna like I would just be like, no, because I'll just have to play them again later. Like it doesn't offer any benefit really. Not at all. Um. Hmm. Trying to see if there's there's no like reason why it was just like a press release. Like, no, yeah. it's not been detailed at all yet. I mean, and it's when does the game come out? Like, it's still months away. Maybe that's something that they could change or or work into the title or patch in or something like that. But uh, and you know, and I think that Ubi, Ubisoft has put a lot of effort still into games like The Division. So, like, totally. the, Di- the Division is like it's still making them like a fuck ton of money. Um, it's their number two or number three active game right now wow really? um yeah and then like when the most recent expansion came came out um like it doubled their player base oh wow like, like but what sucks for me is that i don't have any of those new expansions so whenever i go to play the division it's, just, it's like actually being in smallpox version manhattan there's nobody around <laughs> oh because because you won't see them if they're if they have uh or if they're in like a different part of the game yeah, because like they have the, the expansions. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, like the newest expansion is like a survival where your helicopter crashes in like a part of town that's completely like frozen over and like super desolate and you have to like build your base and like survive and there's like other teams that can like raid your base and stuff. Um, but oh, wow, that's really? Like, but that's like like a different city or maybe even a different island in New York. So. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was like like I tried to six months or so back because I still had vanilla destiny from the launch day and trying to run around in that without the ex- without any of the expansions was like a freaking wasteland. There was nobody around. Yep. Yep. But I had to take two days to learn that because like I hadn't turned my PlayStation on in a while and then it, <laughs> so that had to update and then the game had to install and then there was like 9,000 gigabytes of updates and patches. And then two days later I was like, okay, let's play. And then there was nothing going on. So didn't they, last um, so um, one of her co-hosts, uh, Courtney Dossett, um, got um, a PlayStation. And she Destiny. got a PS4. Yeah, yeah, she got a, a PS4, and we've been playing Destiny. Um, nice. But um, playing through like some of the the like, the older story missions, like they went back in and like changed some of the early like story missions to reflect all the new stuff that happened in the game. Oh, so really? there's like there's references to stuff that you know, you know, has happened in the timeline or you know. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's pretty that's pretty lit, fam. Yeah, and then it was. I mean, at that point, it was like like I played through a little bit, and I was like, oh right, that's still kind of boring. Like I just was never really into it because I felt like the lack of story was, some, you know, story and and the emphasis on story is something that I find really important in games, and um, obviously that lacked a lot of that. So that's something where, you know, for instance, I think we just talked about it last week, but the one of the bungee heads essentially saying like the biggest change in destiny two is that it's got a real story like actually in the game like that was one of the things that i was like oh i'm probably gonna definitely need to play this now because you know i assumed it would just be more of the same and that turned me off of it but the fact that that's actually something that's gonna happen in the title and not in an app outside of it or whatever is something that made me really excited to actually get back into the world because the universe and the mechanics were all amazing i just couldn't just didn't keep my attention because i didn't know what i was fighting for in any case right like um me and her were playing and um like there was a the beginning part like meet all the people at the the citadel um Mm -hmm. no not the citadel what the fuck is that place called the tower um it's the same thing citadel tower both tall spires you know vaguely future sci-fi um but uh she met um we were doing the part where you meet eris morn um and she's like, oh, she got the darkness pouring out of her eyeballs. And like, I was like, yeah, this is her story. Blah, blah, blah. And then Courtney was like, oh, how do you know that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know how I know that. It is, I, I don't think it's ever been like coherently like told <laughs> in the game. So I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Fell in a hole. <laughs> I read some cards on this app. I've never read a single grimoire. Oh, really? I actually thought that they were quite interesting. I just wish that it was. You know, like, like for instance, if, if Destiny 2 had an actual story plus, like, the grimoire stuff and, and all the lore and backstory and everything like that, like, I actually really enjoyed the grimoire stuff. I just didn't enjoy that it was there instead of actually having stuff in the game. Like, yeah. had it been, had it been an optional, like, side, side stuff, like, like, I would have, I, and I read quite a bit of it and found it quite interesting. I just didn't like that it took the place of an actual plot for the most part. Uh um, go on to the next topic. I'm going to look something up real quick. 
Yeah, um, one of the something that I found pretty interesting, and this is a couple days now ago now, but um, they announced that Five Nights at Freddy's Six, um, and by they announced, I mean like the one guy that makes those games announced that uh, he's canceling it. Uh-uh. Um, so Five Five Nights at Freddy's Six is uh, something that he essentially said, you know, he's been forcing himself to keep working on it day after day, and he simply realized that he does not want to work on it. He said, with each game's release, I think the expectations get higher and higher for the next, and rightfully sh- and rightfully so. Each game should be better than the last, uh, but that pressure starts to mount, and I fear that I've been neglecting other things in my life for the sake of trying to keep up with those mounting expectations. Um, so first of all, I mean, that's a pretty big move, because I know those games sell a lot, uh, and they... I. <laughs> How long, like the series has existed for what, like a couple of years and they're already on the sixth, um, sixth iteration of it, um, which is crazy to me. In, when, is, in, when did Five Nights at Freddy's new, first in, come out? Um, in other news, there's four other Five Nights at Freddy's games. Five of um, them. There's five of them. This is Five Nights at Freddy's six. Um, and there's like a weird RPG, I think. Oh, there's a mobile game, isn't it? I think most of them are available on mobile. Mm, I could have sworn there was like a, like that RPG game. Um, uh, so this is also this is, I don't see the appeal in the series whatsoever. I've tried to play it multiple times, and I just feel like it's boring as hell. I don't. I like I, it's a bunch of like static screens, like nothing happens. And I, maybe I'm playing it wrong, but it's like there's almost no gameplay. So you have the same outlook on Five Nights at Freddy's as I do on Uncharted Four. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I disagree with you on that one, but you beaten that game. Also, yet? I haven't finished. I haven't finished it yet, and to the point where I'm at, I freaking loved it. Like, it's gorgeous. The gameplay is super cool. I love like jumping off stuff. I don't know. How far it's, are you in the game? I don't know. I'm in like the jungle or something. <laughs> it's all jungles. Fuck. <laughs> I'm in the jungle or something. No, like it was in the past, and then like he was, you know, not doing that anymore, and he had his wife, and you guys played Crash Bandicoot together, and then his brother came back, and now we're trying to find like some treasure, and there's like a graveyard. I don't know. That's, that's where I am. You just described drove, every like, other every other game in the Uncharted series. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, but I, you know, I understand the popularity of Uncharted, but Five Nights at Freddy's is like crazy, and it's the point where like you walk into a GameStop or an EB Games, and there's like Five Nights at Freddy's toys and backpacks and like shit everywhere, and like T-shirts, and you see like toddlers wearing the stuff, and you're like, I thought this was supposed to be scary. Why are you wearing that? Um, I don't know. And there's a movie in the works, which I also found from that same same point. Um, Bloomhouse uh, is working on a Five Nights at Freddy's film, which I can actually see a movie Wait, of that being. Yeah, Bloomhouse. What? I could actually see a feature film of uh, you know set in something like that. I could actually see that being quite scary, but the game doesn't. The game barely seems like a game, and and maybe I'm playing it wrong. Maybe I need to give it another shot. But I paid like seven or eight dollars for the first one, and like two minutes later, I was like, "This is stupid," and yeah, tried it again six months later. It, to be like maybe i was playing it wrong and i don't think i was because it felt exactly the same like Um, i um i i I try to quote unquote stay in touch with the kids um i'm only 28 (laughs) (laughs) only 28 um but when there's like stuff that i just like doesn't appeal to me i can understand why it appeals to other people i was having a conversation about music genres with with somebody and i was like yeah i'm just not really into bass music and like future bass like it's not 
It's not really my thing, but I can understand why people like it. Um, I don't. I, there's no redeeming qualities to Five Nights at Freddy's at all. Not even the porn. The porn is is so bad. <laughs> well, that seems like a good place to move on. So, um, I would just like to say that um, I used the wrong Bloom in Bloomhouse. And um, yeah, what did you think it was? Um, B L O O M house. What is that? Uh, apparently, it's a flower shop in Malaysia. Ah, it's a great name for a flower shop, though. <laughs> oh man, um, what else have we got on the radar? <laughs> did do you not save any links? Uh, <laughs> what uh, one thing that I, I found I, interesting? I is, woke uh, up. I woke up and came and recorded this show. Ah, uh, okay. It's like nine. It's almost time to go to bed, though. Yeah, well, I mean, shut up. I was up I on mean, my did plane. You only, did you only get up in order to record the show? You would have slept um, right through otherwise? I probably would have. I was, I was sleepy. Okay. Um, in any case, some questions popped up about uh, Cuphead, which I know a lot of people are very excited about. And it's finally, after years and years, um, about to release uh, in a little bit here. Because um, it's been widely marketed as, of course, an exclusive to, for Microsoft platforms um, at this point. And the developer took to, he actually took to the NeoGAF forums um, and noted, because people were asking, you know, is this 100% an exclusive for life? Um, and uh, they actually responded and said, uh, this Cuphead game, which is interesting because it kind of insinuates that other Cuphead games may not be, but uh, this Cuphead game is exclusive to Xbox and PC with Steam and Windows 10 versions at launch and a good old game's release likely shortly after. There will likely be a Mac version down the road and possibly a Linux version beyond that, unless we lose our houses or whatever. We own the IP. So um, so in any case, doesn't sound like... It sounds like a console exclusive for sure for, for Microsoft, at least again with this cuphead game as they noted at the beginning but uh it sounds like you know if you own a alternative platform of of computer be that linux or or a an apple computer you won't probably won't be out of luck and the game looks great so so that is you know that's pretty exciting i mean i have an xbox so i won't be playing on anything else uh (laughs) if i play it at all but the game yeah you're not even gonna get it probably Um, not my backlog is too large i want like a serious serious um um, like behind the scenes of how, how they made that game, because I th- I feel like that would be so fascinating just to sit and watch like a couple hours of like what went into making that game. I I wonder if there would be something. I mean, and I know it's a small, excuse me, I know it's a small team and everything like that. And I was reading something where they're talking about like having to remortgage their houses and everything just to to finish it, which is pretty cool. But I mean, it looks like it looks like a great it looks like a great title, and I really hope it gets the attention it deserves because for I, I don't know. It just looks like nothing else out there at this point. Which, which that falls into like a category of games that like, like you buy it just so that they can get, um, like so they can make another and, game. Yeah, recognition <laughs> and credit. Like, like it. It's not. It, I. I can. I can respect it. I can see why people like it. It's not Five Nights at Freddy's. There's appeal to it, <laughs> but it's just. It's just not. It's just not me. There's not enough like you know robo titties in it. Um. But, uh, I mean, there might be. There could be. Potentially. Potentially. It um, is like rated M. There was... Um, it's rated M? I think so. Maybe I'm wrong. 
Wouldn't be the first time. I'm gonna time. look it up. I, it might be. Quality dead air content on the Geekscape games. I'm looking it podcast. up. You talk. Um. Okay. What are we gonna? What am I gonna talk about? Uh. Apparently, there's a um, Game of Thrones tabletop game that's blowing up on Kickstarter. So it looks like another Warhammer ripoff, but just with different characters. <laughs> but with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, Sounds like a buy for Game of Thrones fans. Yeah. Have you watched the last couple seasons? No. I I think I stopped after like season three, and then I tried to get back into it. I don't know. It's cool. But uh, there's, I just like other stuff more. Story of my life. Right. Um, uh, Shantae and Shovel Knight character DLC is coming to Blaster Master Zero. Um, our own Adam Lemoy's second favorite game, Blaster Master Zero. Um, he does love point- Blaster Master Zero. I yeah. mean, he's probably waiting for the Poyo Poyo DLC. I'd imagine. <laughs> um, at this point, I would say that Shovel Knight is just a Nintendo property. Yeah, yes? I mean, he's all over I mean, the place. I mean, he's got his own it, amiibo. Are we ever going to get the the Cloud amiibo? Yeah, I think I thought you could pre-order it, or it might be out now. Oh, I need to get one of those. <laughs> come all over that yeah you will mm-hmm. oh there's two of them there's uh, Final Fantasy 7 and then Final Fantasy Advent Children versions mm. I that don't think cool. this is real I don't think this is real oh really I thought that there were a couple versions of it though do you ever realize do you, do you ever think like that we're not charismatic enough to carry a whole podcast by ourselves um yeah often like right now yeah, like 34 minutes in, you're like, man, people are going to turn this shit off. <laughs> hey, man, if they haven't turned it off by now, then, you know, 117 <laughs> episodes in, uh, I feel true. like um, we're uh, we're good. There's just nothing that's been going on this last week. I um, I mean, it's been a slow week, but I mean, like, you just got to have, you know, Josh there to round it out with the waifus. Carlos says weird shit. <laughs> I, I, you really I, hold our, our colleagues in high esteem. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Like, people are like, what? What did he say? I'm going to keep listening to see if he says more weird stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Is Shane going to be, sh- be racist or is Carlos going to be weird? I mean, and you haven't been that racist this episode, so. I mean, you want me to? That's weird. No, I don't. It's horrible, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, d- what, um, when I was going through just kind of like the headlines from the past few days, um, um, Crash Bandicoot's got like some issues that like people aren't used to yeah apparently uh yeah go ahead go on so um oh fuck i lost the article god damn it so basically like everyone's um been like remakes look great by the way yeah it looks dope it looks super super dope um but um apparently like the jumping and the platforming was just like way different and people were like falling off of uh, jumps that they used to be able to like land pixel perfect like back in the PlayStation One day, um, and apparently um, the default hitbox in Unity um, is like a pill. It's like a rounded shape, and the default hitbox for Crash Bandicoot One, which what engine was that on? Um, what uh, was a was a square? You know, obviously. So they'd make these really like tight, intense, pixel perfect jumps. Um, 
you know, granted, like a square hitbox, like back in the day, was a lot easier to to calculate and run. <laughs> um, and like pill shaped um, hitboxes, though more accurate, take a lot more like processing power. Um, I remember a few years ago when uh, CS:GO changed their uh, hitboxes from like the square hitboxes to the pill hitboxes, and like mm. there was like a, a serious like number of uh, outrage. Uh, no, it actually like fixed a lot of the crap that CS:GO was dealing oh, really? with. Yeah, because like each section, like the best way to describe it is like on someone's arm. Each section there was just like a like a rectangle that represented like you know fingers, hands, arm, elbow, shoulder, um, and they made it all like this rounded you know pill shaped uh, hitboxes, and it was a lot easier to um, to register hits, uh, especially around the head area, because if someone like shot in front of you. And your player model um, wasn't uh, um, like your player model might not be like visible. They they might not have actually shot the pixels that were your head, um, but the mm-hmm. hitbox itself um, reached out beyond your player model. Um, yeah, man, there's nothing going on this week, Derek. Yeah, so I wonder if that's something that we'll see a patch for to make it more authentic to the original experience. It's interesting that it made it through development without somebody being like, this feels way different than the old one felt. And I don't know how um, much of a change would it be to patch something like that at this point? Um, it wouldn't be that bad um, just because they did it on Counter-Strike Go very, very easily. But I think to play devil's advocate, if you're building a game from the ground up, you're going to be like used to that environment. You're going to be used to how everything behaves, how the different engine behaves. Um, I doubt people were like had a PS1 and then like a PS4 side by side, and were like, "All right, let's play this section. All right, let's see how it feels in this section." And going like, like there wasn't like an A to B. Um, yeah, but I mean, how uh, long was this game in development? And fans noticed it. What like two days after it came out? Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Way to. Uh, you embarrass me on a, <laughs> on a show. Really appreciate it. Typical, uh, typical Derek. <sighs> typical Derek. Um, that's kind of been it. Yeah, I don't think there's any. There's nothing else exciting news-wise. Uh, we're already kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel here. What um, kind of uh, patriotic games have you been playing this week? Um, well, no, you were really what excited patriot about patriot games, if you will. Evil, evil geniuses. Oh yeah, they're making an they're making a new Evil Genius. That's pretty much all that they've said so far is that there's actually a new Evil Genius coming out, which is crazy because uh, the original Evil Genius, let's see here, is 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 owned by Vivendi. <laughs> uh, evil Genius. Oh, it only came out in two thousand four. I thought it was way older than that. Two thousand four. Two thousand four is when Evil Genius came out. Yeah, Sierra Entertainment. Sierra was around. Distributor of Avendi Universal. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) No, I'm serious. From 2004 to 2006, it was distributed by Vivendi Universal. See, see, see. I wasn't that far off. Vivendi. They own everything. (laughs) (laughs) They're like the Koch brothers of video game world. The Koch brothers probably own Vivendi. Um, Probably. Huh. Huh. Well, what do you know? (laughs) What What is that? Um, like the. What's the what's that like that theorem that the longer you have a conversation online with somebody it's going to reference Hitler at some point? 
I have no idea. I've never heard that before. But um, I feel like you reference it there all the time, so it's not that surprising. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, so problematic over there. So problematic. <laughs> um, hold on. Theorem. All conversations lead to Hitler. Um, so, Godwin's Law. Godwin's Law. An internet adage which asserts that as an online discussion grows longer, the probability of comparison involving Hitler approaches is number one. That is, if an online discussion, regardless of topic or scope, goes on long enough, sooner or later someone will compare someone or something to Hitler or his deeds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then. All right. Um, I'm pretty sure, like I've been, um, uh, been referred to as as literally Hitler. So, ah, thanks, thanks everybody. <laughs> um, so you got like really like excited about Evil Geniuses. What what are some some of your memories playing that game? Like way back in 2004. Man, I thought it was way older than that. I can't believe it came out in 2004. Yeah. Uh, I just remember it being like, just the missions were super fun, and it was just like. I mean, it felt pretty different for an RTS at the time in that rather than it was like, save the planet or like do whatever, like you just had to like be evil and make an evil base. And um, I don't know, it kind of played, of course, on all of the like spy movie tropes and stuff like that. But um, and hope, you know, hopefully it's not something where nostalgia glasses are making me think I have way more fun than I did. But I just remember it being a really good time. And and it seems like it's the original developer that's working on a sequel here. So that could be pretty cool. Um, it reminds me of No One Lives Forever. I love that, that game. game. Yeah. Yeah, that game was great. Dude, that game had like mad multiplayer Was online. that a PS2 game? Uh, it was, or was it uh, yeah, PS3? It was PS2. Oh, yeah, PS... It came out in 2000. Jeez. No One Lives Forever. Yeah, but that's that, a name. That was the like... That, is that what you said? Yeah, No One Lives Forever. Am I thinking of a different game? I don't know. Did it have like a yellow? Did it have like a yellow cover? Uh, orangish yellow. No, what are you what thinking, thinking about? Of. The operative. No one lives forever. Yeah, that was a cool game. Criminal Origins. Yeah, right. No, that game um, was sweet. Did did it have a sequel? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was. Um, it took took place in Japan. Oh, cool. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, so what do you say we just get into what we've been talking about? Yeah, let's do it. So what do you what have you been playing Derek? Oh, so this week um <clears throat> little game that uh you know, I, I was pretty excited for. It's a mobile game called uh, South Park Phone Destroyer and it's something that they I don't watch a lot of South Park or anything like that at this point in my life, but I found the South Park the Stick of Truth which I picked up like 6 months or so ago. So hilarious. Like could not stop laughing at that game. The game is wonderful. And watching the trailers for the next South Park game, so the Fractured But Whole, um, I don't know. It, it looks even better. And, and taking the whole, uh, you know, the superhero genre and kind of making fun of that is more interesting to me even than the fantasy genre of the first game. So um looked really, really cool. And the trailers keep getting better and better. The game keeps getting delayed, unfortunately. So hopefully we'll get to actually play it one day. But um in the meantime uh someone at ubisoft had time to develop a free-to-play mobile game on the phone um it's called south park phone destroy destroyer uh you again play like the new kid in town who's apparently really good at being on his phone um and so it's got like a it's like a cowboys and it's like a cowboys and indians type story um 
and it is like so like if you're playing this game in public you do not want to have the volume on like it is so offensive uh, is it oh my god like it's ridiculous um just the like the th- and it's so it's like an it's it's i i don't know how to describe the game like you have you're like the leader and you have this little deck of cards and your energy builds up and the cards cost different amounts of energy and they like summon like characters from the show um but like styled after cowboys and indians and stuff like that um and like there's like tanks so that it can soak up a lot of essentially you want to kill the other person's like leader and so um you're on one side of the screen they're on the other side of the screen and there's like tanks that can soak up a lot of damage there's like assassins which are really damp powerful in terms of damage <clears throat> but can't take a lot of damage themselves um and there's ranged attackers and close-up attackers and stuff like that and and so you just kind of summon them as you get the as you get energy and so it's all about strategizing when you're going to summon these things because um you know how, how much damage you're going to be able to do before you can summon your next big person um, so is it and, is it like a strategy RPG or is it like like what can you compare the gameplay to? I I don't I've never played anything like it really. Like it's kind of like like your characters up on the upper screen like sides like he like it's like side scrolling like they'll all kind of it, it's sort of real time I guess like they'll walk across and and fight each other and do their thing. Um and they'll all have uh a lot of them have like special abilities so once a certain amount of time has passed you'll be able to tap like tap on this icon that appears above them to do a bunch of extra damage or increase the attack of your guys um but it's all like card based in terms of like like that's how you'll build what you're able to summon as you open up more packs um of course you can uh purchase with uh, real money these packs uh that's how they you get also, you uh, which is funny because there was an episode, uh, I guess, a couple of years ago that specifically was about in-app purchases, and they referenced that frequently, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny. But you can also, like, you earn a free pack every four hours, and it's not like like one of the previous card-based games I was playing was, like, the free packs would only have free cards, and you'd get premium cards in the packs that you actually paid for. And you, the only way you could get the good cards was actually by buying packs. And this one does not seem like that. Like, you'll pull the same... Of course, your chances of getting the better cards are better in the different, like, premium packs that you can get. But, like, I've gotten some, like, epic rares or whatever just out of the free packs that you earn every four hours. And you'll have... After each round, you'll have the opportunity to, like, earn extra cards and, and everything like that. It seems really, like, solid. Like, it's like presentation is is wonderful um it's like full it's like like a lot of voice like a lot of voice acting in the game and because it's set like on the phone as well you'll see like the chat his like like group chats between all the characters and stuff which are really really well written um i don't know i think it's i think it's pretty hilarious it's it does have a bit of a difficulty curve like it was the point where it was like super easy for quite a while and then from one match to the next match like got quite hard um so you definitely do have to go back and grind a little bit as well but Mm. but um each level like it's actually part of the tutorial it takes you through as well is each level has a certain amount of difficulties to it where it'll get harder and harder and harder and it also makes the loot that you can earn at the end of it better and better and better but you'll slowly upgrade your cards over time, which gives them like more health or more attack or better abilities or whatnot. But it's pretty solid so far. It's like, I think it's, it's a soft launch right now. So it's only available in Brazil and Canada. Um, but, I th- 
weird yeah weird weird combination for sure weird series of demographics right there but uh i mean once it comes out i definitely recommend it you were one of the first people i thought of i don't know if you're into south park but some of the things that they say sound like some of the things that you say so i was like Shane's gonna love <laughs> all right this. all right all right let's let's <laughs> let's let's hear what's this what's this you know? oh i'm not gonna repeat yeah i'm not gonna repeat any of it for sure oh but, wow uh it's wow. it's it's definitely it's a game that you don't want to play in public with the volume on like it's pretty it gets pretty bad and i mean if you played if you've ever watched south park or played any of the previous games like you'll know kind of what you're in store for in terms of content uh and context but i've been having really i've been having a lot of fun and i love the you know card-based phone phone games at least for a short period of time and this one's been holding my attention so far so it's pretty cool um and aside from that just more wolfenstein i'm trying to make my way through that before october i think which is when wolfenstein 2 comes out and wolfenstein is freaking fantastic i can't believe i sat on it for so long it's so it's got such an interesting campaign such an interesting story um really good kind of variety and missions between like action-packed and stealthy and and you know just learning more about the characters and everything like that so it's something that i'm i think it's quite i know i think sony's sale on it's over but i think microsoft has a big summer sale going on so i think it's like less than 15 bucks on xbox right now so it's definitely worth Mm. picking up um you keep talking about like upgrading the cards and everything reminds me of metal gear acid did you ever play that i did i loved metal gear acid yeah i don't remember upgrading the stats on the cards though I remember upgrade. Could you like? I remember upgrading the cards, but I don't remember upgrading their stats. Like in this, it'll like like you can upgrade specific stats, like like their HP or their attack power or whatnot. Oh, okay. So and you, you have to acquire like- certain like up like you'll get upgrade items at which are like loot or even from packs, and it's like certain cards that you need to you need to collect a certain amount of these cards to upgrade that stat with a certain card. Hmm. I'll check it out. Yeah, sounds... yeah, no, it's super. It's a lot of fun, actually. Really, really polished. Super well done. Um, and I mean, I've probably played it for like four or five hours so far, and never, you know, making steady progress and never feeling like, oh, I should pay money because otherwise I'm stuck right here. Like, that seems to be pretty generous in in what you can get for free. In any case, it hmm. seems to. I don't know if it's a bug right now, but it seems like a lot of those games where you do earn a free pack over time or whatever, like you have to take that pack before it'll start counting down for another one it seems like this may stack two packs for free um but that might be a bug too but who knows great great now 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 they're listening and they're gonna fix it thanks derek you literally ruined it for everybody don't worry about it nobody listens to this show (laughs) um oh what have i been playing um been playing some destiny with uh courtney but that's been like a week or two um (laughs) Great content, Shane. Good job. Um, I stayed up like super, super, super late playing Zelda uh, on the Switch. Um, Did you get the n- DLC? No, not yet. I, I I am I am at the very last Divine Beast, and like nice. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting. So I'm doing everything like that I can beforehand. So like I'm I'm just I'm just at the um, the Fire Divine Beast, the okay. one de- Death Mountain, and um, I. Uh, um, yeah, I'm just waiting to do it because I, I does that game like when you beat when you beat the game and you beat Ganon if you beat Ganon, uh, like can you keep playing it or is it like sorry you're done? That's a great question. You haven't beaten it. <laughs> no, I have not. 
Uh, uh, but I know Jonathan and Josh, I believe, have, and Adam, everyone but me. So I, I feel like like that's that's like my worry that the game is just gonna like be done. Yeah, um, and that you won't be able to see what else it has to offer. But but how would that make sense with the? I guess the DLC is like a hard mode at this point. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, and okay. it's like so a that, the trial of swords or something. Right, which seems like that could be like a separate menu thing. Swords. Hmm. But yeah, I um. Uh, I have like my first like two days off in a row in like a month and a half. So I just was like stayed up super, super late playing Zelda on on my Switch in bed, which I'm ready to get another game for that console. Do you it's, only uh, have Zelda? I mean, I have I have like uh, I have Zelda. I have yeah. Snipper Clips. Oh, I love Snipper Clips. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. Snipper Clips yeah. is great. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's a two player game. I think game. I have like everything but Poyo Poyo Tetris. Yeah, I I still don't know. The game's not that good. It's not that good. It's not like a hundred hours good. All right. I don't think I don't think I've ever clocked in a hundred hours of like regular Tetris over the course of my lifetime. Let alone no, me neither. Poyo Poyo Tetris over the span of like two weeks. We need to. Yeah, that's pretty quick. We we need to get um like Adam. That's like, like more a, than a full time job. We need to get Adam a real job. What does he do? What does Adam do? Adam, so, if you're listening right now. What do you do? Tweet us. us <laughs> Tweet know. us at Geekscape Games Podcast. Um, I think actually when we get off the show tonight, um, our, our I guess our question of the week: What is your most patriotic gaming experience? Um, I think after this, I'm gonna like f- today is gonna be the day I'm gonna finish Spec Ops: The Line. Yeah. You're gonna fin- you're gonna download America's Army. Yo, did you ever play that game? <laughs> no, I didn't actually. I hear it was that, actually quite good. It was really good. Like. America's Army Two, we played the shit out of that in, in like high school. Like that was like our our land party game. And it was like free to play, wasn't it? Well, I mean, it was it was a recruitment tool, right? Exactly. Like, which is disgusting in its own right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a uh, it was a recruitment tool, and um, uh, it it was it was surprisingly good. It didn't recruit me, um, but <laughs> there was like some like real choice memories like playing that game. Um, like everyone like fighting to become the sniper because there's only one sniper per side and like you had to mm. lock in at the start of the round. Um, and uh, there were some really good like asymmetrical um, missions where it would be like um, players versus AI. And like my favorite one was um, one person would be the POW and then everybody else would be like regular army dudes. And like you'd ha- the regular army dudes had to go like get the POW and then the POW had to like break out of you know, his uh, prison and you had to like steal like pistols and stuff and then meet up with your guys later, which mm-hmm. was um, really, really like really interesting. Yeah, it sounds quite interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Illustriously interesting. Yeah. Um, Spec, Ops, yeah, no, Spec Ops the line looks great though. That's something I've, I hear the story is very like emotional. Like, like I, that's everyone's like, dude, play it, play it, play it. And like, I, I was liking it. And, but I, I I was running into my biggest problem like playing the game like way too hard, um, like I I always like playing games on the hardest difficulty, and I've right. realized re- recently that that'll keep me from beating a game. Yeah. Um, and I this game is hard, like super 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 hard. And uh, there's a part in the game, I know the part I'm in. Like I fell down like a big like hole, 
and like into like a shopping center that had been destroyed and all I have is a pistol and there's like dudes all around me coming at me and I probably threw myself at, for like an hour, an hour, 20 minutes at that last time I played and I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, can't do it, can't do it. So, do you remember, what was that game? It was like an isometric beat em up Full Spectrum game. Warrior? Oh, no. No, never <laughs> Um, no, it was isometric. It was like, um, the hell it was like a, an isometric, like beat em up RPG game where it was like superhero themed, but one of them was like the Minuteman. freedom fighters. No, no, not uh, I know what you're talking about. I think I have a copy of it, like on a disc somewhere. Yeah. Isometric game. Patriot. Pixel art and isometric games. Fuck. What the fuck is the name of the game? Um I think it was it Freedom Freedom Force. Free Freedom Force. Freedom Force. Yeah, that's it. That's a that's great it. game. Two thousand two. Huh. What's the main character of that game? Of course it's like Minuteman sounds it. sounds uh correct. That's my girlfriend's nickname for me. <laughs> no, that's all right. I don't. I don't have a girlfriend. I just know. <laughs> I, I just know somebody that'd be really mad if they heard me say that. Yeah. There you go. See levels. Levels. All right. Well, I guess that's it. What's yes, what's that's what, it. what's your uh, patriotic gaming experience? Your your your. What does that even mean? You, you was your question. <laughs> yeah, you're the American. Um, probably playing the like no Duke Russian Nukem. level. The no, no, oh. no Russian level. <laughs> That's the most Going American. to the strip joint in Duke Nukem um, on the N64 when I was seven. You played Duke know. Nukem on the N64? Yeah, I did. Wow, you didn't even play it on the fucking PC. I mean, like as an adult, I did. As an adult. Who are you? As an adult, right? I don't even know you anymore. I played it on my cell phone as well. The controls <laughs> were awful. Um, I'm going to install it on my toaster after this. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Slow week. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everybody else that usually has quality gaming content is is not here. Um, so you're yeah. left with us. Yeah, you're left with us. And and if if I had time to eat... And like wake up and prepare myself. You do, Derek you'd be wasn't more rushing. Energized. I'd be more energized if I had some time to put in some some notes. This is all Derek's fault. Blame it on Canada. I mean, I feel like you did have all day. You just chose to sleep instead. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Like it's eight thirty p.m. in Alaska right now, and you got it up is. like an hour ago. Well, I mean, I was up until like you know, fucking nine. And then like, I woke up and was on my phone for a little while. And then went so back to sleep. you were up until nine in the morning. Yeah. But like, wouldn't it make more sense to go to bed and then get up and play more Zelda? I didn't want to stop. Mm. It is really been, good. Have you ever been addicted to drugs, Derek? No, no, I okay. haven't been. All right. Get, get, get addicted to drugs and then come back to me. And I'll tell you that, that heroin Zelda and Zelda is your, the same. Zelda's your drug. They're the same. <laughs> He's the perfect drug, the perfect drug. <clears throat> Not even once. 
All right, uh, that was level 117, guys. Uh, Patriot Games Criminal Origins. Um, as always, you can find us on geekscape.net. You can follow us on Twitter at Geekscape Games. You can follow me on Twitter at Shane O'Hare, SS Jakin on gaming platforms. I am at D. Cranavelt on Twitter and Captain K17 on gaming platforms. I have to say, I'm disappointed with your lack of uh, America talk today for such an important day uh, in your country. Um. I mean, had what? we recorded this on July 1st, we had a Canada Day podcast a couple years back, and that was a great show. Yeah, we did. You weren't even on that, weren't you? Yeah, I was. No. I was. Yeah, I was. Escape.net games. Canada. We had an episode where, like, I remember doing the album art, and it was, you weren't there, and um, here it is. Okay, yeah, level twenty three. Oh, Canada, where art thou? Because I remember making the the album art for that, and uh, um, you weren't there, and it was weird. Yeah, join Josh. I, don't Shane. Just, I think I was there. What? You weren't there. Join. That join doesn't make any sense to me. Josh Wan and Shane to discuss the last week in video games. Apparently, Josh bought Duck Dynasty on the three DS. Sounds like a sounds like a great buy. Yeah, April fifteenth. Oh, here we go. Happy Canada Day, 4th of July, Labor Day, or possibly Halloween, depending on when we release this episode. There you go. There you go. That's it. Josh, Derek, Juan, Shane. Huh. All right. Uh, well, thank you guys for <laughs> hanging out here. Be sure to check out Loot Crate, lootcrate.com slash geekscape, promo code geekscape. Get a discount. I'm not reading that ad copy because I don't like Rick and Morty. Uh, be sure to check Dude, out some of our- Rick and Morty what? is great. No. 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 Yeah. No. No, 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 no. Um, be sure to check out our other shows as well. Uh, 90s TV Hour is lit. Um, I'm really enjoying that right now. I'm going back and listening to old episodes. And uh, Seven of Wine. Um, I've Star Trek Voyager was my favorite Star Trek. So listening to this show. What do you show, think of, uh, are you looking forward to Discovery? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I feel like I, uh, I've never actually like been all that conscious while it, when a Star Trek show existed. I mean, I was a small child, I think, the last time. But... Um, <laughs> you think you? Yeah, were I'm excited to check out this one. I mean, I really enjoyed the recent movies, and I know the show won't ideally be anything like that. But um, I'm pretty pretty excited. Yeah, I um, I, I grew up in a um, a Star Trek household, so I would say I'm a Trekkie over a, a Star Wars guy. Um, and my familial claim to fame is my dad flew uh, Warbirds with Michael Dorn in like the '80s. So they were in like a mock dog fight or something. So nice. Michael Dorn's war. Michael Dorn's war. Yeah. It's a Patriot game right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys back next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>